and you are listening to Into the Ether Podcast. I am Ripley. I'm Cricket. And today we're going to do something a little different. Why don't we start? Who are you and what is your history with Rooster Teeth? I already know this, but those people might not that are listening. Uh, hi, Cricket. Um, I'm the community manager for Rooster Teeth Games. Well, I've been working there for not quite a year. Um, my background is, is in games, video game marketing, and, and in tech marketing. I fell in love with Rooster Teeth um, way back when, Red versus Blue, obviously, when I was in grad school. Um, absorbed a lot of the Achievement Hunter content and decided, uh, living in Fairbanks, Alaska, one day that I wanted to work in games and specifically I wanted to work at Rooster Teeth so I um, I adjusted all of my coursework and studies to, to work in games and moved to Austin and one day I found myself working at Rooster Teeth. That's it in a nutshell. That's, that's an exciting nutshell. Yeah, it's a great <laughs> nutshell. It's a good nutshell to be inside. Yeah. Where can people find you? Oh my gosh, um, I'm probably the most active on Discord and Twitter because I, I'm in games um discord is like such a great platform for for connecting with other people gaming um i do a lot of like online multiplayer gaming so discord i'm foxygen prime i think 7100 and then twitter at cricket kid nice and easy yeah easy straightforward (laughs) diving right in how did you first hear about genlock at work oh my god guys yes yes Okay, so this is before it was even announced, and it was so exciting because I just come on board working at, at Rooster Teeth. It was around June or July of last year. I think my final big conversations with them was around E3 last year, probably a little bit before that, but I knew about the time I was at E3 last year that I was going to be working at Rooster Teeth, so almost immediately when I came back to Austin and started working, I'm um, while, while I'm the, the community manager for the games department, I'm technically embedded there from the marketing team, so there was a lot of conversations about this new show, Mecha Anime, with Michael B. Jordan, <laughs> and of course David Tennant, and just a, a, a world-class voice acting team so um, I knew immediately it was going to be something big and then just the excitement and um, uh, energy coming from the animation department because well technically the game studio is attached or it was until recently um, still very much though attached to the animation department so literally within shouting distance (laughs) <laughs> um, actually quite literally within shouting distance. I can't tell you how often we would start shouting <laughs> and then on our Slack, in the animation Slack, everyone would be like, could the games team please quiet down? So, um, yeah, I mean, um, the, all of that excitement and energy definitely, uh, bleeds over in, into some of the other departments and areas. That's, that's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so who is your favorite character? And... <sighs> Did that change from episode one to episode eight? Oh my god, do we even choose <laughs> my favorite children, Ripley? <laughs> um, well, I have a very special connection to one of the characters in the show. Oh, that's such that's such a difficult question. <laughs> I probably have to say first when when I was um, I was invited to go do some mocap, which is yeah. which was an incredible opportunity. Um, and the person I mocapped for, I didn't know a lot about the characters. I got to see some of the concept guides and some of the books and um, some of like the, the mood, the mood boards um, <laughs> that helped really like um, guide the the concept team and, and then the art team is um, in their early stages when they were kind of ideating 
what the world was going to look like, what the cityscapes yeah. were going to look like, the color palette, all of the different, y'all, oh, one day <laughs> I hope, I, 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 they've got to show you this sometime, but all of the, the different variants of, of all of the characters. Um, oh, like the early concept Yeah, part? yeah, I got oh, to see all of that, yeah. and um, and I think early, um, well, of course, um, Cammie, I, I really yeah. think she's so undeniable, her, yeah. her design is so cute, <laughs> so spunky, um, but I was invited to go do some um, mocap primarily for Yaz. She's my favorite. She's she's incredible. Her character, yeah. she, and, and and definitely the further that you you see her change in development is, I think, pretty dramatic from yeah. the first time you see her to the end. The first time you see Yaz, she seems very cold, very closed off to the point by the book, and um, I think her character development was very interesting to me. And I, I think that connection of, of being able to, like, act her out and move her in real time. That is so cool. Um, yeah, so I, I, I have to go with yes now. <laughs> I have to. I'm biased, yeah. but... Yes, yes, fans. But everybody's great. It's, yeah. it's like, yeah, there's no worse character. No. Amazing. No, all of them are great, yeah. man. Like, all of them, all of them are interesting. And I think you can find a way to relate to every single one of them. All yeah. of them have kind of these universal... And, and maybe not so, but at least they've done, a, uh, I think, a really, really good job of... And this shifts over the course of the first season, but you, you understand why they are who they are. Yeah. Which I think is very, yeah. very important. We, like, Jerry and I talk a lot about character moments. Or maybe it's just me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm always... I just... That's my 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 jam, my meat and potatoes. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I love it. And Genlock has so many of those moments yeah. where it's just these these tiny little interactions. Yeah. But it tells you so much. Oh, gosh. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think good storytelling isn't necessarily about, you know, like these, um, oh my gosh, like Mary Sue types or yeah. where everyone is like, well, obviously I want to be like the, the biggest, baddest <laughs> business in, you know, in the room. Um, I think really good quality storytelling helps you also relate to characters who aren't necessarily, don't lend themselves to being a good quality person or, or someone with, with traits that you'd want to identify as, as maybe like a model citizen, but you, you're able to understand and, and empathize and go, well, I understand who they are. Yeah. And, um, God, I like them. You yeah. know, I like them yeah. for, for who they are. All right. What was your favorite episode and what was your favorite moment? My favorite episode. Um, gosh, I'm trying to remember. I think it was episode five where you go into the either. Is it, is it five? I think that was four. Four. Days. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 I think that one was great. And then uh, even leading that, that episode had so many moments that's also the moment with the basketball right or um or the the, the training when they're going through yeah. okay yeah and then you get to see chase come out in his hall on and you get to see him like fucking wreck shit i'm yeah. so sorry am i allowed to say that okay good good, good. good. Okay. You see i swear all the fucking time okay good good okay <laughs> Woo. okay um yeah it's that, that there's so much happening in that episode yeah. it, it really helped i think build out the stu- um the world like it was great for world building it was great for for um tone setting and it was really really interesting to see some of the characters see some of their weaknesses and see some of their strengths yeah and and i think you get a, a real good sense especially that like um that um montage right that montage of of when they're when they're actually training on base and and you see how exasperated all of the troops at the anvil are getting and you get this real sense of oh my god these guys are supposed to save us what the actual fuck man but towards the end of the episode when you see chase jump in there say let me show you what we can actually do with this you're like all right like i got well i got goosebumps at the end of that episode i was so pumped 
Um, even that, and when, when they take a, a breath and they're like, let's go have fun. Yeah. Being able to, yeah. I think it's so important for stories, especially stories that are hard hitting. I always thought about this with like The Walking Dead, where uh-huh. I felt like I was repeatedly getting punched in the face. Yeah, that you need, need some relief from that. Yes, you need to breathe and yeah. you need you need moments to go, you know, the world's good and, and we can still laugh and, and we can still um, enjoy each other's company. And I think them unplugging for a moment and going into the ether and, and being able to see those little cameos like yeah. Ruby that was that was so fantastic a little bit of fan service there but it was it was the perfect timing I think in in the first season to see something like that and I think it really gave that extra yeah you know breath of okay yeah. we can relax for a moment we can put our guard down yeah all right so on that note what would your ether avatar look like oh my god <laughs> my ether avatar yeah who would I be? You could be anything. I could be anything. <laughs> I, I feel like there's so many different things. Can I pick more than one? Sure. Agrit Suko. Yes. Yes. 100%. Um, <laughs> I love I love that show so much. It's amazing. Yeah. I'm trying to think of another character or, I mean, there's so many things yeah. where we're like knee deep in nerd fandom. <laughs> so yeah. it's so hard for me to pick. Um, Maybe Renoa Hartilly. I know that people hate Final Fantasy oh, no. VIII. I don't care. Fuck the haters out there. I love Renoa so much. When I was young, she was like such an important character for me. And um, she was like such an important model for like a strong, independent female. Yeah. Don't need no man. And really just her, um, her like um, being like an activist I think was really really cool and really really important to me and um, her kindness given all of the issues like through despite everything going on um, Renault's spirit was absolutely incredible and if I had to pick one more okay, okay so my, my third pick would be Chihiro from Spirited Away okay yeah, yeah. I love Spirited Away so much um, that's an incredible Ghibli movie. Yeah, that'd be it. All very good choices. Thank you so much <laughs> okay what upgrades or kit would you have for Wait, your... wait, wait, wait. Can I ask you? Oh. Before we move on. Oh, God. <laughs> who, who are yours? Or what would yours um, be? Gee, I'd probably change it a lot, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On a whim. Um, I'd probably have some sort of a cheetah anthro. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, oh, fun. I love cheetahs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cheetahs are my favorite animals. Tied with octopus. But mm. I don't know if I'd want an octopus avatar. That'd just be kind of would weird. Would you, like... Could, could an octopus in the ether float in the ether or would you have to be submerged in like a giant water tank and like carted around i think it's the ether so you could do whatever you want you can do whatever you want yeah, okay so do, no rules Dude, like, that, oh like a God, floating so cool. celestial octopus yeah 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 with, like neon suckers would you be like a cute octopus or would oh my you God, be yes. like would you be like a giant like crack it depends on my mood yeah oh my God, 100 100 there we go and then probably also claire deering and yeah, weighing yeah. for sure my girls. Hell yes. Yeah. So that. Kick ass and heels. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, girl, I got. Yes. What would be your upgrades or kit for your mecha? Dude, I I gotta say this is probably one of those things that locked it in. I I I don't. I, I know that we haven't seen this yet, but this is something that is another reason why you may have to edit that out. But oh. um, I I feel really connected to Yaz because of this as well. Um, I, I think anything that could give me like wings, like I'm thinking like Gundam wing or something like that. No, we've gotten to her laser. We've gotten to her laser. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. So I mean, the the, the show has already come out, so it's not like 
Spoiler, spoilers. Sure, sure. Because, yeah. Okay, so everyone's sorry. If you <laughs> haven't seen all of Genlock yet, that's on you. I'm sorry, <laughs> but that's on you. Um, I, I really like the Phoenix concept yeah. that ties into um, Yasmin. And um, so I think that giant, giant wings. I, I often get asked, like, what my superpower would be, and I, it would be, like, wings 100%. Yeah. I think that... And then I think of like Death Side from <laughs> you know from um, from Gundam Wing, and um, I love the Death Side so much. I want some giant side, like a little bit Ruby, a little bit Quattro. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I want to pick a third one as well. I can't just pick one, right? I need I can't them either. all. Right, I need all of the. <laughs> and then I probably want something in the way of. Um, I'd want something where I could drop down shields and like protect other people. Oh, cool! Yeah, yeah. Like, like, like the Halo bubble shield. Like, like a belt, like exactly. Yeah. I want a big one, especially if I'm being like I don't know, like a four-story um, tall mecha, like a four-story tall bubble. I want to make it easier for the ground troops to be able to move in, and yeah. I think that's something that like a Holland could use to like create a lot of <laughs> create a lot of value for the little guys. Yeah, because um, I want to make sure I'm looking out for for the little guys and, and um you know uh, civilians yeah. who, who might find themselves out or, or cute little bunny rabbits. Yeah, I don't need to save the bunny rabbits. That's right. I want I don't want the bunny rabbits to be hurt. No, no. Spare the bunnies. Spare the bunnies! Alright, you heard that for, for season two. Spare the bunnies. Spare the bunnies. Hashtag spare right. the bunnies. Okay, so a couple questions from the interior. Okay. Can you go more into detail about the mocap experience? About what that was like? Like, did you have to wear that the ping pong ball outfit? Yes. It was awesome. <laughs> what yeah. was that like? Our ping pongs are really, really small. Okay. And um, they're actually, there's this whole, guys, there's like this whole world that goes into mocap that I wasn't even aware of. There's a, a really, really cool facility where, where we went to go shoot it, and it's all managed by our own animation team. Um, that stuff is not outsourced. It's, it's all done from, from Rooster Teeth, which makes it really, really cool and special. Yeah. Um, and they have all sorts of cool props in there. Things that help... Um, I think when people have to go in after the fact and like animate and work with yeah, things, yeah. it's making it more realistic. So I don't know if you're, for instance, a sword. So if you're, um, if you're uh, fencing with someone, um, the way that you're going to be holding the balance of the sword is going to be realistic with like, your wrist. Um, the way that you're articulating some of those finer um, uh, parts of your limbs. Um, they have roller skates in there. Little <laughs> things like that. Um, little like jumping boards. Um, all sorts of things to help immerse you in the experience and, and make it easier um, in post for them to kind of work with everything. Um, it was awesome. You get you get fitted into um, a whole bodysuit. Your, your shoes, your pants. Um, they're a little bit scratchy. They're oh, no. super duper weird. Oh. Um, the tighter the better is kind of the rule with the, with the outfits. And, um, and then you get a little hat on there because obviously we need to try yeah, head movement yep. as well. And there are these very, I think it depends on the program, the software that you're using, um, but there are very, very specific points where they need to make sure that they are tracking your body. So around your hips, for instance, yeah. is one of them. Your hip movement, I think, is very, very important on your shoulders and your elbows. Um, so everyone has to go through this process before you even start where everyone gets in suit. And then everyone has to go on the floor and then you do your T-pose, <laughs> which is really, really funny. And then everyone, there's one person responsible for making sure that all of your your little, um, I don't know, little nodules or whatever are, are in place. And you're you're like checking. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you do that. It, it actually takes quite a while. But once everyone is synced in, you go into the middle of the room. Everyone does their T-pose. And then they tell everyone that they can, like, um, I'm trying to remember what the term is. But yeah, everyone can relax and, and walk around the floor. The technology is not perfect. Every once yeah. in a while, <laughs> if you're not just so in the middle 
of, of the floor with all the cameras. They have to stop. You have to cut. And then everyone has to go oh, back no. in and repost. So there are some restrictions in the space, but they have a really, really big, beautiful space to work with, which, which makes it a lot easier. That is so cool. Yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. It was awesome. It was difficult. There were a couple scenes where <laughs> I was not expecting the first time that I was invited to come in to do mocap. I, I was thinking it was going to be um, a couple of really, really easy easy things, just walking yeah. around in, in, in rooms. Um, and then I found out, holy shit, this is an action show. <laughs> and, and while we do have people who do um, the, the really, really high, you know, we've got stunt people. We don't want uh-huh. anyone to get in, uh, hurt. Yeah. Um, so so we have uh, professional um, stunt people who, who come in to do some of the, the really, really gnarly stuff. But um, there were a couple shots. Like, there's, there's a shot where Yaz has to run into the cockpit and then jump over the chair. And um, we had these, these uh, really... Um, weird like old old fold-out chairs and I'd have to oh, run no. full like full sprint and then grab my hand plant my hand and then hoist my body over and I haven't had to work out like that <laughs> like I haven't I haven't had a lot of time to work out in months so I was so sore the days yeah, yeah. after doing mocap which is something that I was not expecting and then uh Gray gave us like really really cool direction like um okay, now I need you to jump down like you're Captain America or Thor, you know, and, like, and do that, like, power press. Oh, it was awesome. It was so fun. So there was some really, really cool movements and, and moments where I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe that I'm actually being, like, a fucking superhero right yeah. now. This is so cool. Yeah, it was amazing. This is awesome. What was the energy like leading up to the release of the show on the inside for the people that were making it? Oh, my gosh. It was fever pitch. And, and, and then, I mean, we, you know, we're still – doing cuts and, 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 um, doing post, um, for a lot of the episodes, yeah. you know, um, so there's that, like that first, first episode dropping, which was tremendous. I'm, I'm not sure, um, if you were there, I think you the, were there, yeah. maybe the, the secret, yes. the secret, <laughs> um, the secret screener yeah. for it. So there was this, this day and we, we tried to keep it really, really chill marketing wise. We told a couple of people, Hey, we're going to be starting, uh, I think it was over Christmas, um, or, or winter uh-huh. holiday break. Yeah. We were, uh, we were going to be showing um, a lot of animation over the course of that week. So we invited um, a bunch of people to jump in um, on the, um, I believe it was RTTV, um, so our linear feed for, for shows and, and programming very, very early in the morning. And um, everyone in the company was told when to show up. So it was hilarious <laughs> to see like a couple of the mods who really didn't know what uh-huh. was happening that day and, and a couple casual fans um, especially some of the fans from like the UK, where yeah, this is a little yeah. bit later in the day. It was oh, it was on a Saturday, so I think a lot of the people in the US were like <laughs> sleeping in and, and probably like finals hangover yeah. for a lot of them. And um, all of a sudden, there would be like a uh, I don't know, like a Gus popping. Everyone going, shit, Gus is Gus isn't in the chat. What is he doing right here? And oh my god, Gus is here! And then all of a sudden, you see Matt Holum, and everyone's like. Oh, what? <laughs> Matt is, and then you see a Jeff Ramsey and, you, and everyone's like, oh my God. And then Gray's in there. So people figured out really quickly. It was really, really cool to see um, the energy leading up to the actual release. Just just that was um, was like such a huge, I think, um, litmus test for us internally to see what, what the excitement was going to be. And, and people were like losing, <laughs> losing their shit in chat. I was losing yeah, my shit. Yeah. Um, and I had seen some rough cuts of the first like two episodes not um some of it was still like placeholders of uh-huh. storyboarding yeah um but um to see what was almost the final version pushed out 
Um, and being able to watch it with so many people was so spectacular and so special. And then the leading up to the actual launch, um, we, we were like, everyone was working a lot, like tons yeah. of extra hours. I mean, this was, this is probably like the biggest endeavor that we've ever had. So, um, it was one of those things where everyone felt, I think, such a profound vested interest in, in seeing it do well. And then there's just like that curiosity, like, yeah. how is everyone <laughs> going to receive it? So everyone wanted to be there the moment that it hit. Um, everyone was checking Twitter like crazy. Yeah. Um, that that was probably the the coolest thing, and it was like it was emotional. I mean, so many people <laughs> had been working on this, and, and people like um, uh, people like Gray. You know, this is kind of that that was his baby. That was his vision for so long. So it was so touching to be part of of seeing all of that launch, but to also see um, some of the big um, minds behind it being able to see their yeah. early re- reactions and responses. It was incredible. That's so cool. Ah. <sighs> Well, thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. For talking with me. I'm so, I'm so glad that you invited me to come do this. This is really fun. Yeah, yay! And I also wanted to give you a little congratulations on reaching a thousand followers thank on you. Twitch. Yeah, if, if you if you like the Twitches, can I plug that? Sure, yeah, if you like Twitch. the Twitches, yeah. I don't get to uh, stream as much as a, a, a lot of other people do, but I try every Friday and Saturday evening. I'm hoping to open it up to Tuesday, Wednesdays. Um, I I really love um, horror games. That's my shit. You are a delight I, to oh watch. <laughs> I get so scared. I get so immersed in horror <laughs> um so yeah please come out my um my my community and, and friends who come on there are absolutely incredible and we could talk about other games like titanfall and and other mecha mecha shit come talk about mecha shit yeah with me. let's do that talk about all the mechas Woo. all right well you've been listening to into the ether podcast i am ripley i'm cricket and take care until next time Bye.